You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Here was a question that Rav Asher Weiss dealt with, uh, there was a, um, uh, an older gentleman who may be due to diabetic condition or something else had a, um, um, his uh, leg needed to be amputated. And the fellow said that he did not want to have his leg cut off. And he said, but they told him, if we don't do the amputation, the infection can set into the rest of your body. Can you force the amputation, the family and others force the amputation on the person? Now, Rav Usher said that um, this has already been dealt with in halacha. Um, you need to save yourself from dying. Um, now, true, they were talking about somebody who, who doesn't want to eat on Yom Kippur or be Machal Shabbos in order to bring in medicine to save his life. Because he thinks that you're supposed to even die on Yom Kippur. And we talked about this a number of months ago. Or he thinks that you're not supposed to Machal Shabbos. But here we're talking about somebody who isn't making a halachic mistake. He really would rather die than have to go through the pain of a surgery of an amputated limb. Rav Yaakov Emden uh, who discussed this point, and he, of course, lived in a period that medicine was becoming more modern, said that if the, if the, um, the person, the uh, patient, does not trust the doctors there, um, you can't force him. If he says, I just don't trust this doctor. And that's because you feel that doctors don't really know what's wrong with you and whether this is necessary. Once again, things are different today than they were in the time of Rabbi Yaakov Emden. Despite the fact that people were trying things very experimentally in those days, um, you could see how someone was pushing back and saying, I don't believe in this new doctor stuff. And you couldn't force this type of, if the, if the Chola said, I don't believe this can work for me, you can't force just because that's the conventional opinion at that time, which was a, during a period, Rev. Usher says, where things were sort of in flux. And this you see Rev. Usher Weiss's broad-mindedness and understanding of how medicine was developing. But he says, today... Things have changed so much in the 200 years since Rav Yaakov Emden that if they say that the, the only thing that's going to save your life is the amputation of the leg, so the fact that he, what he believes or doesn't believe doesn't make a difference. Rav Moshe Feinstein says that if you get a consensus of doctors saying that a certain procedure is necessary, then the, the, the person can't decide to die. And again, it's not so simple today because he might have to sign off 
and, and there's a lot of legal questions how you're going to get the person to sign off. But from the terms of halacha, not in terms of the legality of 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 of, of, of what's happening today, but in terms of halacha, he can be hoodwinked. He can be forced into it because he, he, the same way you would stop him from jumping off of a of a bridge to kill himself. Rav Moshe Feinstein says you can take the accepted medical opinion and, and, and force him to undergo it. Now, Rav Usher, however, said that this case is a little bit different than Rav Moshe's case. Why? Um, here, he's worried about the pain. And he feels that Life with this pain will be too much to bear. So, Rav Osher once again goes back to Rav Yaakov Emden, who says that if it's not clear that he's going to die from this, the Chola can say, I don't want this operation. But if it's clear that he will die if he doesn't have it. Then Rav Yaakov Emden and Rav Moshe later say that you can force the operation on him. So that is um, Rav Yaakov Emden and seemingly Rav Moshe possibly as well. Now, Rav Moshe, however, writes in a different context that if someone can live but the type of life they're going to have is a life of constant pain and that there is no at this point no method of allowing that life to continue without constant pain You do not have to live a life of constant pain. If the medical procedure, which is, of course, very, very radical in in, in the sense that it's going to be a shock to the system, if that procedure will keep the person alive, but the person will be in a state of constant pain, even though you could give the person morphine and deaden his whole situation, there's no mitzvah to do this to preserve a life where the life will go on, but in great pain, which the only thing that can alleviate it is is is, is, is morphine. That's what Rav Moshe says. Now, Rav Usher, though, says, if you look at the tshuva carefully, it's a big chiddish that Rav Moshe says, and if you look at it carefully, Rav Moshe says that you're only extending his life for a number of months. That's called chaye Whereas in the case that Rav Zilberstein was, that Rav Asher Weiss was dealing with, they were able to catch 
the infection early enough that they, the doctors really think, although he will not have a leg, that he might be able to live quite a long time. So, um, therefore, Rav Osher says that he, he says it's not clear what Rav Moshe Feinstein would posket in this case, but he believes that he believes that you should be able to force him to have the operation. If that's the only thing, the pain. Um, that is what Rav Usher felt. When Rav Usher did some research on it, so again, we have Rav Yaakov Emden. You can, if it's if it's clear, it could work. You could force the operation. Rav Moshe, it's not a hundred percent clear. It sounds like it, but Rav Moshe was talking about a case where it's just living a number of months, but living a number of months in terrible pain. Rav Usher would say, "But this, you could actually live. I guess you have to knock the guy out, and and then the next thing he knows, he doesn't have his leg anymore." Rav Usher did some research on this question, and he discovered from um, he discovered that Rav Zaman Orbach had discussed it as well. Rav Zaman Orbach was talking about a cholo, so just exactly like the case that, that came to Rav Usher, where um, they needed to amputate. And the chola did not want to have it, not because of the pain alone. He also did not want to have to live as a invalid that would need the constant care of others in his family. That is what Rufal Mazalman wrote. So we have pain and suffering and the emotional anguish. Rav Chaim Kanievsky's father, known as the Stipler, Rabbi Yisrael Yaakov Kanievsky, writes the following. Kol ma Even if it's chayesho, tzrichim la'asos. Why? I'm Tzorachi and Godel. That you do whatever it is to keep the person alive, even in pain. Because we know that let's say there's a person who's a Gosis. And there's something, um, and he's in a lot of pain. And if you take that thing away, the person will live. He's living in pain. Let's say it's some sort of noise that's going on or some sort of pillow. And if you take that pillow away, the person will be able to die. You can take that pillow away if you see the person is suffering. What you can't do is do something to the person's body. You can't actually smother him with the pillow. 
but you can take the pillow away or or stop the noise or whatever it is that will somehow, even though that will cause him to die. So therefore, the stipler said that if what if it's a question of not doing something, it shouldn't be usher. And therefore, he says that um, if, especially, because um, we know what ghost says is like someone who's alive. So that is, we now have a Shlomo Zalman Arabach, and this, the, the, the stipler, both saying that it would seem that if the person doesn't want it to happen to him and radical action needs to be taken, there is no chiv, and you can't force the person to submit to it. Um, now, of course, that doesn't mean, Rav Asher says, that you don't try to save someone for Chayesho. We know we do. Now, what you see basically is, take Rav Moshe, take Rav Zalman, Take the stipler. He says these three were from the greatest of their generation. You do not need to extend the life of someone or to perform an operation which will cause that person to have a life of pain or a life of emotional, more than just emotional suffering, of a type of thing that cannot be really cured. Um. In fact, Rabbi Yaakov Emden now is the one on the outs who says that if it's if the doctors are sure it works, you strap the guy down and you cut his leg off. Even here, Rav Usher wanted to say, it could be Rabbi Yaakov Emden is only saying that because all he's worried about is the pain of the surgery. But if you're worried about that, it's not the pain of the surgery. It's the pain after the surgery that's never going to go away. Could be even if Yaakov Emden would say that why should he have to live a life of pain forever? So, in the case of this fellow, what are we supposed to do? So, Rav Osher thought about it, and he felt that the only chapter he could give would be if they would say that they've already determined that his illness is, is terminal. And since it's not considered terminal, if they cut his leg off now, you need to do whatever you can to speak to the person to try to convince him. Rav Asher doesn't, doesn't think you can force him. The family shouldn't put uh, shouldn't knock him out and then force him into the surgery room. But they need to do what they can to convince him. Um.
Rav Usher pointed out, though, that if the surgery itself, if the doctors feel that there is a danger in the surgery, that might be another factor to allow him to not have the surgery. Um, If they also say that the infection might have already gotten to the rest of his body, and this is a 30, there's still a 30% chance even after surgery that it didn't work, Rav Asher also felt that we would listen to the, the gedolim of the previous generation and we would not force the surgery on this person. The family asked, what about if the person had become so ill that he wasn't able to state what he wanted? Sarvashar said, we cannot find anywhere in halacha that the family can make a decision on behalf of a person. Still, it's not found in any of the sources, but Rav Moshe talks about it. He says, the family can determine things. Rav Moshe says, the reason why, because even though at this point, the person is so ill that he's not able to express his what he wants, probably you assume every ill person empowers their their closest relatives to speak for them. You can assume that. It's an umdana, that that's what most ill people would want. Most people that are, are not, they probably, even without any uh, specific letter of intent or, or, or signing over that that is your health proxy, which of course that does what that is what a health proxy is. But even without the letter of a health proxy, Rav Moshe felt that you can assume the Chola wants his family to speak for him. Um, Rav Zalman writes a little bit different. He says that you can't. You really you need to know what this this Chola would want, but. You go to the people who are closest to him, they could probably divine what it is that he would really want. Not that the chol is so mechan them, but that the, they can tell you more than anyone else what the chol would really want. Um, the nafkamin, of course, would be that, let's say, they said, we don't really know what our, our father or mother wants. They just don't want it to happen. So according to Rav Moshe, you would listen to them because the, a father and mother would expect their children to speak for them. And in a way, there's an umdana that they want their children to speak for them. So if they say, really, we haven't asked, we haven't spoken to our parents about this situation, but we don't want it. So you can assume the father or mother would have agreed. That's according to Ramesha. According to uh, Rashul Mazalman, though, 
they're telling you they don't know. So there's no reason to assume that their das would be the das of uh, of the parent. Um, Rav Asher points out that it's unfortunate that there are many children um, who many times say I, they don't want their parents to have the surgery. And Rav Asher says it's not always because and he doesn't believe it's because that's what their parent would want. Sometimes it's because it's easier for them. Um, but Rav Asher says it's hard to go against the family. And if there's a Rav or a chaplain and you see the family is saying, no, the infection has, has started to begin, we're not doing the surgery. It's hard, Rav Asher said, to, to go against the family. Um, I, I thought, isn't there a default that, you know, life takes precedence and it's not the quality, but the quantity in a sense? So this is what Rav Asher is saying. He, he's showing you from Rav Moshe and from Shlomo Zalman and from the stipler that if the doctors are telling us, Sheila, that this is going to be life in pain. Right. And that there's, and it's, and, and that the only way there's going to be any sort of balm from the pain is drugging the person to the point that they're out of it. Then right. there is no mitzvah of, of extending their life in such a situation. But in there, theory, there, a person's, every moment a person's alive, whether they're sentient or not, is a Kiddush Hashem. So it's like continuing the Kiddush Hashem of, of, existence. Yeah, so that's what the Stipras said. He doesn't see any source in that. And Rav Meisha said it too. Rav Meisha said, if it's Chayetzar, you don't continue it. Now, not everybody agrees with Rav Meisha and the Stipras and Rav Zalman. But Rav Asher Weiss is, is, is definitely in their camp here. And um, as he says that... Uh, if the person themselves wanted to live regardless, then... And the family doesn't want them <laughs> to live. Well, there. there you go. Then that that that's that obviously is not that can really happen, can it? <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> I mean that, that that here we're talking about either the person can't tell us, yeah. or he said he doesn't want it, and the kids want him to have it. Got right? it. That, right? right. So in both of those situations, Rav, Rav Usher is noted to let the person have his will be done, and. Um, and, 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 and to do that, um, obviously, if the, uh, if, if the father hasn't said anything, and it's the, it's the parents that say, oh, why is he suffering? Just let him die already. Um, that's something else. Uh, unfortunately, um, again, many times once a person gets this old, sometimes the doctors will say, okay, um, um, the only thing that we can do is perform um, uh, an amputation and um, you know the the family would say no 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 we don't want an amputation and obviously if a person is that old we said the amputation might be dangerous but, right um, you know it really depends you know um, it really depends again the severe of, of what we're talking about sometimes it's just the amputation of a toe or amputation of a small, you know, like a, a small toe or something like that. And that, that might be so quite different. 
but still there is a attitude that the doctors have that, you know, they don't want to intervene. Um, and, um, I think that that's what Rav Usher is trying to say that the, the children have to realize, um, and they can't just go ahead with throw their mind in with the doctors or what they think is best already. And, you know, if the person has the amputation, they're going to have to be, you know, managing their parent. Um, and, 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 and they're imagining perhaps what the parent would have felt. I think what you're saying is right, Sheila. The person maybe wants to live more than anything else. You know, um, sometimes you have a, a, a case, and this is not what Ravasha was talking about, but there are cases that, that I know of where the parent, when he was healthy, said, I don't want to live like that. I don't want to live in a state where, you know, I'm in the burden and the only way I can live is if I'm on these machines. And then when the health crisis began, the parent wanted to live no matter what. And like you said, Sheila, for every single moment. Right. And I, and I think that's what you have to be careful of. Many times the statement that a parent would make when now they were never healthy. Never say that. <laughs> never say that. Don't say it in front of your kids. Especially. Yeah, don't say it. All right. Yeah, yeah. Oni Tovis and Rafuas for everyone. Tomorrow, please, uh, we'll be having the Hespadim for the good. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.